Welcome to Conversations. And now, from Los Angeles, here is your host, Mike Dowler. Thank you, Sean. Good evening. I'm Mike Dowler. Welcome to Conversations Radio. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram at Conversations Radio. You guys are having too much fun. <laughs> Way too much fun. Hey, on Twitter, it's really quite simple. It's at Converse Radio, like the shoe without the E, at Converse Radio. And on Facebook, we are simply Conversations, the podcast. Hey, if you like what you hear, and even if you don't, drop me a line, conversationspod at gmail.com. Love hearing from you, and I thank you. All of our podcasts, all soon to be 110 episodes, are on Apple Podcasts. So you can go to the iTunes store, search Conversations Radio, and voila. All the episodes are right there, tucked in quite nicely for your listening pleasure. They're also on Podbean and Google Podcasts. And really, the podcasts show up on servers everywhere. I don't know how, but it does. I'm not going to complain about it. But uh, the word is out. And uh, again, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. I want to thank our guests from uh, last week. We had Dahlia Knapp and our co-host, Maddie Crocco, from Paramount Plus's Evil. TV Guide calls it the best show on TV right now. Go ahead and check that out. Again, Evil. And that's on Paramount Plus Season 3 coming in 2022 and be sure and check out episode 109 with Dahlia Knapp and uh, our co-host for that was Maddie Crocco and I've featured a lot of folks from that show lately as well as the executive producer uh, Rockney O'Bannon it's phenomenal it's a great great show and certainly people are watching it and it's been great to having them on to talk about it thank you to uh, the evil cast Hey, great show tonight. My guest is going to be actress and acting coach, mentor, singer, dancer, all kinds of stuff from San Francisco. It's going to be Bettina Tevin. And my co-host will be... No dancing? Okay. My my co-host, uh, welcome back to... Uh, well, you, we, we met her a few episodes back. Julia. My name is Julia. Emma Berman is back. <laughs> Emma Berman is a voice actress slash actress who got her start in musical theater up in the Bay Area and never looked back. Things started happening for her pretty quick. All of 13 years old, uh, she's appeared on stage productions in San Francisco. Annie, Gypsy, all kinds of stuff here. Uh, she worked with ACT, which is legendary in the Bay Area. A lot of folks have done that. In late 2009, things really started clicking. And um, she learned about an audition uh, from Pixar on an animated feature called Luca. And um, soon after... A trip to Emeryville. Soon after, she booked it. She booked the deal. And she has gone on. Uh, it's amazing. She's been on probably every morning news show in North America the last few months. It's uh, been a dream for her. Of course, the movie is fantastic. It's on um, Disney+. Plus. A wonderful, wonderful film. And again... Julia! My name is Julia. It never gets old. It never gets old. She is also the voice of Winifred Wings... On Go Go Corey Carson. This is an Emmy Award winning animated series. Everything Emma touches turns gold. I want to bring her in here from San Francisco, Emma Berman. Emma, welcome back. Hello. 
thank you for having me again. It's you know, so good to see you again. And it's really funny because, you know, when I learned about the movie, I really started plugging. Because I support. You know that. I support. And, like, instantly I started getting emails. Oh, my God. Are you going to feature that on the podcast? What about Julia? Are you going to have Julia? I mean, I literally, my, my, my email just exploded. Um, <laughs> and we worked it out. And it was a lot of messaging back and forth and dealing with PR and, and whatnot. But made it work. I got the final go-ahead while dining at Cantor's Deli in the Fairfax District of Hollywood. Yeah, Cantor! <laughs> and Bettina knows that. And um, I was thrilled. And it was, from there on, it's it been great. Uh, Emma, I have stayed in touch. And I really wanted to bring her coach in. Uh, because, you know, Emma, how are you, first of all? yourself fine you've been you've been busy this last few months um it's been a whirlwind for you are you starting yeah, to I mean, calm school down has started yeah yeah uh school started and then i'm working on a new project which i can't talk about yet <laughs> i know you'd have to kill me but, i know yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's your takeaway i mean i mean this, this has been an amazing thing for you i'm pretty sure that every night when you look at the stars in the sky you're going to think of julia <laughs> definitely sure. I, I wanted to learn more about planets and and all of that stuff I mean she's just such an inspiring character and Luca has just been such an incredible experience for me and I'm so grateful for this and I'm so grateful for my beautiful wonderful awesome coach Bettina yeah mm -hmm. I love I, you I gotta tell you <laughs> I, I also know that your favorite Pixar movie is um, besides Luca is Inside Out and I finally yeah. got a chance to see it and I loved it um, it was so good. Remember I, I love that it's based in San Francisco. Well, exactly. That's what it was. And it's, and it's Pixar. But wonderful, exactly. wonderful cast. And uh, But Luca is just, I mean, amazing. Now, on um, on Google, Corey Carson, had you voiced that before Luca? Or after? Yes, that was before Luca. I didn't or kind even... of like at the same time-ish before-ish. Because I had no <laughs> idea about this. This wasn't on my radar. I don't understand. I didn't get the memo about this show. Then all <laughs> All of a sudden, these these guys are posing their pictures with Emmy Awards. I'm like, oh my god, you know, <laughs> that's awesome. You should have got one too, but yours yours is, <laughs> yours is coming. Yours is coming. At at some point during this process, you guys decided you wanted to get a voice coach, and you found um, our guest tonight, um, Bettina Devon, an amazing amazing actress, coach, singer. She's done it all for the last forty years. She's just embroiled. Um, maybe not embroiled, but she's kind of embraced. I love post-production. <laughs> she's embraced the arts uh, in San Francisco, my hometown, and uh, Emma's hometown. So we're all San Franciscans here. And the, the Bay Area in general, I mean, the arts are just on fire. I mean, it's just amazing oh, yeah. there. You know, there, again, San Francisco has its challenges. But as I've said millions of times, no matter how large the challenges are, San Francisco is always going to be amazing. Always, I think so. yeah. I I hope so. Yeah. I I think so. And yeah, the culture there is just so beautiful. Everything I think it it can bounce back from anything. Let me go ahead and bring in. Well, Emma, you go ahead and intro intro her. Welcome her. <laughs> this is the wonderful, the gorgeous, the stunning, the magnificent Bettina Devon. <laughs> Oh, that was me. Sorry. Okay. I got my hair cut for this. It's, it's, oh, you look wonderful. And for those listening, of course, we do come up locally so we can see each other and not 
talk to the wall. Um, and uh, but you guys Rachel. don't see that, but you get to hear it. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, yeah. we are we are live to the world right now, which is uh, great. No pressure. Let me just. And Mike, so. thank you for just saying it was forty years. Well, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm going by. What you, what you gave me? It's been fifty. Fifty years. My gosh. My gosh. Wow. Yeah. And and you yeah. and you still have your sanity. And I still can walk. Yeah. Yep. That's 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 yep. important. <laughs> let, let me uh, let me let me back up just a bit here. I, I mentioned earlier, Emma, that you you guys decided at some point that maybe a a vocal a vocal coach an acting coach would be a good idea. Yeah. Sometimes you need that to get to the next level. You know, it, it'd, yeah. be, it'd be great if we all were born with um, that God-given talent. And you are, but it's always she good is. to have the extra. So how did you guys pick Bettina? Because she's a big deal. Well, the funniest thing is, is that um, my mom found her. She, it was like, it, we actually got Bettina like a year before um, Luca started happening. So I was working with her like a year before that. And what's funny is my mom was like looking at people's resumes. I was just kind of like, just starting getting into this acting stuff. This was all so new and, and cool to me. And so she was just like looking upon some people's resumes and she found Bettina Devon. And that's how I found her. <laughs> wow. And your first meeting now, Bettina, what were your first impressions of Emma Berman? When you Star. Met her? Really? <laughs> why, is, why is that? No, I'm not kidding. Okay. No, why? I'm not kidding. Um, so I, 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 I can say that I've been doing this long enough now that, that I have come to trust my instincts and they're pretty right on. They have been right on for all the ones I've dubbed. Like, and here's the test, okay, Mike, here's the test. So I've been teaching at home for eons, you know, decades. I teach here, or I have been teaching here. Now I do Zoom, but... Um, so my boyfriend, who is not who, that I live with, is not in the business at all. Although he did have his own band in high school, but oh. he's not in the business. You know, software okay. guy. Yeah. So he can't help but hear anybody that I teach that would come into the dining room, which is kind of echoey. It's way at the other end of the house, but it comes through the walls. You know, and he, you know, a. He will often say, oh, wow, that person kind of had a pitch issue, huh? And I'm like, stop. Do I tell you how to design software? No. <laughs> but, um, you know, he will say, wow, I heard that person. Wow. And, of course, Adam is the ultimate test, and, and Emma got the wow. And she was, you were like nine or ten? I don't, yeah, I don't remember. I don't think you just Yeah. Um, but it wasn't just the voice. I forget what we worked on. We worked on some monologues, I yeah, believe, for some auditions. Yeah, and singing. And a singing thing. And um, it was just her, the same thing that you see now, Mike. Yeah. Her, like, in like insatiable thirst for knowledge. And and I, I often have to like walk on eggs when I teach. You know, you have to be you have to be sensitive to people who sure. are more vulnerable. And yeah. with Emma, it was like I would say, okay, well, it was a monologue. I think it was like that that Queen monologue from Charlie. Yeah, something from Charlie Brown. <laughs> and which is a very funny monologue. But um, I made some suggestions, and she was like, oh, okay, okay, right, okay, I'll do that. Not only did she not 
get uh, not offended, but you know, feel vulnerable by, by my adjustments. But she took about two less than two minutes to process my direction and my adjustments. And then I said, okay, let's do it again. I think we were recording it. Okay, mm-hmm. stop right there. Because you, yeah. you brought up a good point. She's all of 13. Certainly, you mentioned, you know, not wanting to offend. And, and kids can, per, well, people in general can personalize things. So uh, obviously, there's a, there's a fine line that you don't want to cross. And you want to give constructive criticism without, without hurting feelings and all that. So obviously right. you're conscious of that during the process. I, I mean, you're you're holding people's souls in your hand. It's their soul. It's their heart. It's their most vulnerable, naked place, and it's very uh, fragile. And I mean, you you have to take care. And I know this because I'm an actor. Right. I'm an artist. I'm vulnerable. My students never believe me. I tell them all the time, oh, my God, I was terrified at that thing. Oh, my God, I couldn't speak. They go, oh, you're just saying that to make us feel better. Nope. I go through the same stuff. And it is like you are holding somebody's beating heart in your hand when you are coaching someone. Very, when, very naked. When you When you have a student like Emma or Austin or Kristen, are there expectations on things things you expect as well? No, I mean I can't say. I mean, uh, you just you know named three of my lovely students who've been you know lucky enough to really have some success, and sure. they all they all came to me, and I recognized okay, this one has talent and the drive. By the way, you can re- recognize it right away. Right. You know, but um. Anybody that comes to me, I want to uh, be open to sure. the possibility that they have that. They're j- they may not just be as forward with it at the first meeting or the set or even the second or third. And then they come out. Then they come out to play. And you worked with, like, Emma is, I mean, absolutely amazing. There are not a lot of Emma Bermans out there. What Emma does is amazing. Was there a point, Emma, where Bettina said to you, Let's try something different. Let's try it this way. I mean, yeah, I uh, she definitely gives me notes and stuff, but it's I I understand this is only to help me. I think it's also because I have strict Russian mother that I am used to <laughs> constructive criticism. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> right. Your parents are from Russia. They came here I guess in the eighties, seventies, or eighties. Yeah. So yeah, and you just, uh, you're so fluent in Russia. It's so helpful, I think, when Bettina uh, gives me like this this. Um, these notes or this constructive criticism, as we called it, because like, I don't like, how are you supposed to get better if you don't like do different things and like get those notes to be better, you know? And I think Bettina, Bettina does such a lovely job of that. She puts it so kindly. She like, she's just, oh my God, I love Bettina. (laughs) She's just such an incredible coach. Everything she does, honestly, just so great. No, but what I remember, what I think of when I think of working with you, whatever it is, is how we laugh. And we do laugh, Mike, oh, a yeah. lot. Oh, sure. And well, that's yeah. really important. Um, it's like if I am teaching acting, it doesn't matter if it's on camera or voiceover, there's this thing about using intentions, active intentions. Yeah. So I always like in my role, if I were if I were in a movie and I'm playing the acting teacher in the session, my intention 
is to keep them as a student. And then in each scene or each line, it changes. How do you get that overall intention? To amuse, to entertain, to threaten, to uh, educate, to clarify. There are all sorts of ways to get what you want. And a big thing I use, I know any of my students would vouch for this, is humor. You got to have fun. You got to have fun with it. The, uh, again, Emma's had some remarkable opportunities lately. <laughs> and um, when Emma got the word about the audition for Luca, what were, what was your focus, Bettina, with her? What was the first thing you wanted to do? To oh, you mean for the for the scratch track? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that was exciting, you know, to get that. And uh, that was very exciting. And, um, uh, you know, we, we like honed in and she, I don't remember how many times we got together before that, maybe just twice or three times. I don't remember before the scratch thing. And then she booked it. But I want to tell you something, Mike, and your mom will, um, Emma will, will, she's nodding right now. She's listening. Um, <laughs> After you booked that, uh, or maybe before, and we felt like, oh, it might happen. I told your mom, I said, okay, can I use your mom's name? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I said, Irina. I said, just so you know, they're not going to cast her as for the role. That doesn't usually happen. I mean, it almost never happens. They're going to go with somebody who has a bigger CV, a bigger resume, whatever, but it's still fabulous to get in with Pixar at that point. And, you know, just don't hang your hat on that. And then when months later, she, we always text. Emma's mom and I. Yeah, your little right. besties. They text awesome. all the time. <laughs> so she texted me. She goes, can I call you? And I went, don't, 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 don't. Uh -oh. I mean, like, uh-oh, she's calling me. What's happening? I said, okay. And then I picked up the phone. She said, are you sitting down? And I said, yep. And she said, they offered her the role. Wow. So I ate my hat in that instance because it is very unusual. It is. It's no, very, you're absolutely right. very unusual. It's also expected that you audition and then you wait and wait and wait and wait. And that happens too. And there are some people that are auditioning like crazy and they forget that they've auditioned for. And they get a call. Oh, you booked that. I'm like, what did I do that? You know? <laughs> um, remember we had uh, Taylor Page Henderson on. She was she was she was your co-host, Emma. And of course, right out of the cage, she booked Earwig and the Witch. Uh Earwig. Uh and for that, that was a dub. She had to dub that. That was a that was a Japanese animated feature. And oh, I listened to that episode. I remember and, her talking about that. And yeah. Amazing, you know. So it does happen. I think for 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 you, Emma, I mean the the choice is perfect. Obviously, you worked on the the dialect. Now you do dialect coaching as well, right, Bettina? I do. But can I throw something in here yeah, at this moment? Sure. So, well, I think I don't know if it's been in print or Emma. Maybe you talked about it or whatever. One of the things that grabbed the folks at Pixar before she got the job they it, they've talked about this was her laugh, Emma's laugh, which is very Emma. It's just Emma. <laughs> It is. Yeah, so right. It's so wonderful. And it's so real and honest and joyful and all that stuff. So Emma had the 
um, how do I want to say this? The confidence to be herself in those auditions, and right. there were many. So, so she, so that laugh came out because that's who she is, yeah. and that's what made them go, "Oh my God, that laugh! She's that's Julia." Yeah. So one of the things I try to remind my students about is, you know, just if you can have, if you can be relaxed enough to be yourself, you never know. Yeah, you can do a job, a good job with the lines and the acting and all that stuff, but, or the accent or whatever. But if you can just really have the presence to be yourself, that may be the thing that they say, oh my gosh, I love that guy. I want, I want to work with him. I want to be in a studio with him for nine months. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I talked to Emma last night for a bit. And again, uh, before we were on the air tonight, I talked to her. Julia's accent, again, excuse me, Julia, hold on. Julia, oh. my name is Julia. <laughs> and again, the, the Italian um, comes through, the, the dialect, but it's very subtle at points. So as you're watching the feature, you're watching Luca, you can understand her. You don't get lost in, in that. She comes across as very normal. And then the Italian is just kind of sprinkled in there. Um, so to speak, through that, and I think that's important. It's not it's, you didn't over you didn't overdo it, which is good. Uh, can I? I'm going to tell you something. I coached um, production of My Fair Lady so many years ago. I think it was Broadway by the Bay. Have you worked there, Emma? Did you work? Yes, there? I did. I actually have a very funny story from there. We did The Sound of Music, and the day that it was the closing and opening, it was like the same day. That was the day that I got the part of Julia. <laughs> oh gosh! I mean, literally the same day, and so I was in a Broadway by the Bay production. <laughs> the Clopian. Oh, yeah. but, oh, but didn't they close because of they COVID? Did. They had they had one show because of COVID, and it was the opening night and the closing night, and the the morning of that of that show, the, the Clopening show. <laughs> I got the call from the the clopening. The clopening. The clop. You have to do the claw to say the clopening. The clopening. Um, so, Bettina, what was what was your uh, your Broadway on the Bay? Um, well, story? so so I was coaching the cast on uh you know the British dialects with gorgeous Brooke Knight. Brooke, if you're listening, I love you. I miss you. Um, who's the light behind Broadway? By the way, by the Bay. And so I was coaching them on the Cockney and the Southern Elevated British, which is the upper class thing. So I don't remember, forgive me, who the who the gal was who played the lead. Um, and I mean, I gave her really specific stuff for the Cockney and she took it to heart and she did it so well and so studiously that actually we, we, I say we, cause it was my fault kind of got a bad review because they said it was so precise that we couldn't quite make it out. Like if you've watched um, that TV show about the American uh, who goes and coaches the team in England and they have all dialects in it, it it's, um, it's up for a million Emmys. I can't think of the name of the show right now. Mm. It's very hard to understand these dialects because they're so right on. They're so right on. They're Scottish. They're all kinds of them. Um, but in MSK, what you brought up, Mike, yeah. is that there's a 
and I, I think Pixar was probably very sensitive and smart about this, that like you want to get the beat, the beat, the beat, the music, the cadence, yeah. you know, but it's got to be understandable for Joe Q public so they can, they can feel, they can feel, they can understand it. Oh gosh, I can't, Ted Lasso, that's it. That's Ted what Lasso, I'm thinking yeah. of. Ted it's Lasso. a great show. Yeah. And again, when, when again, show. Julia is not forced. The, the 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 voice is not forced. It's it sounds very very natural. Um, all the Santa mozzarellas and the, the you, you, you just you throw out there so freely. But it really, um, in the end and in the moment, um, it it works. Julia is very present through all this. There's not very many scenes that she's not in, and um, right. it, it's it, it's amazing. And certainly, from what I've noticed, is when she gets the project, she goes in full speed ahead. Uh, to the point where she went to her favorite Italian restaurant in the West Portal area of San Francisco, which I love, love West Portal. They got the old, is, I wonder, is that streetcar station still there, the old one? There was an old uh, streetcar I'm not sure. station. I don't, I don't know if there are. Uh, I don't think I've seen, do you mean like cable cars? No, no, the streetcars. The, the ones that, it, it's an old streetcar street yeah. oh. like on. Um, yeah, she knows it. What do you call you know, those the, things? The wire, yeah, the wire, yeah. So you went there and you, you studied and you picked up pointers there too, Emma. Yeah. I think, honestly, like, Bettina was such a big help for the Italian. Like, uh, it, it scared me at first looking at the edition. I was like, oh, some Italian. Okay. <laughs> and then I went to Bettina and she just, like, she helped me so much. We were looking at all the Italian words. We, like, we did them and did them and did them and rehearsed and rehearsed and rehearsed until I had every single word, like, like the fluent Italian speaker. And, and like, I, I don't even know how Bettina does it. She's just so good with these accents and dialects and all these things. It's like, she helped me so much with the Italian. How do you Add do something to, 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 to. To K to uh, dialect training, and I I don't. There are lots of dialects I don't know how to teach, but um, but the anybody any of my voiceover friends who are listening and voiceover fellow voiceover teachers and dialect teachers, um, it's the music. So it's helpful to have a student who's a singer, or you know a musical musical. They hear. The pitches, it's about pitches. It's about cadence. It's about yeah, the melody of the language. Um, right. The pitch. Now, anybody that knows voiceover and dialects will tell you this. This is not me. You know, this is, yeah, uh, Bettina, anybody. Knows Bettina, that. Is, is that your real voice, Bettina? Which one? Yours right now. That's your real voice. No, this is. <laughs> Love it. Only, only she only saves that voice for students. Her real one. I've oh. heard it many times. Why do you ask? I, no, I, I could, I could, I could, I could picture like you know. Remember, you know, Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory when they're all at the yeah. factory and Willy Wonka comes out with his with his cane. And he's like, he's, he's, you know, I think, I think you should like freak your students out, Patina, when they come to your door oh, and go, go into them that. Go into yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> Um, you know, I'm I'm looking at your your resume and your stuff. You've been doing this for quite some time. You you were born in San Francisco. Your mom worked. Your dad was a doctor, and you started really singing was your forte uh, initially, right? That was the only thing I did. I was very late coming into acting. Very late, <clears throat> late bloomer. So you, you kind of did the rounds musically in San Francisco. You came to L.A. at some point. 
are in San Diego, and you uh, were, you booked some you booked a gig, which was great. Uh, but somewhere along the line, talent contest, and you won. You that was the, that was the prize. Was like a three month headlining gig at this jet the jazz club in in San Diego. And that's an amazing club, by the way, Catamaran. Amazing. Oh, you know amazing. it? Yeah, I've heard of it. Yes. Oh it. yeah. Yes. Yeah, I came after uh, Carmen McRae and Sarah Vaughn. Oh wow. Okay. Let's just say I was intimidated. And my bass player had played on the road with Sarah Vaughn for two years. I was like, oh, my God, where? what am I doing? I was 20. Wow. <laughs> Somewhere along the line, though, you discovered the stage and acting. What was that process? How did that, how did that happen? Well, the I mean, accident? I did go to a school of performing arts in San Diego. So uh, I went to Boston University for one year until I got too fat and had to leave. I just, you know, I did one show at MIT and it was Gilbert and Sullivan and no one can see me, but I'm going right now. Uh, it, uh, so I came back to the West Coast and went to Dominican, uh, which is now a university for two years. And I majored in, you know, music and, um, and performance, you know, acting, whatever. And but then I went to the School of Performing Arts, USIU in San Diego. And that was really where I mean, I did some shows at Dominican. I did. But but USIU was a real amazing uh, college for training all the disciplines. Um, and I, I did musicals there, but then I, I, I got into the jazz thing because that happened right when I was graduating from that college. And that pulled me into the jazz world, the, the, the cat, you know, club world, basically. So I really wasn't focusing on acting, but I fell into voiceover there. You were also a guest vocalist for the San Francisco Symphony, which is, I which is iconic. I, I mean, I, uh, growing up in, in the Bay Area of San Francisco, um, Seiji Ozawa was was the conductor in my day, and it was also a uh, little symphony as well. And that was Nicholas Vies. He uh, actually came to our elementary school um, as a oh. kid, as a kid, oh. and he actually gave me a baton, one of his batons, which was really oh, he had a whole so case of batons. He goes, pick one, okay. you know. Um, wow. And it's funny because I was playing uh, stand up bass at the time. I was sixth grade. I mean, it was, it was, this is years. I'm not going way before you, Emma. Way before you. Um, and <laughs> I we, love stand up bass. They came to our school and they performed, um, and they did. Uh, and actually, after school was over, they stayed there to rehearse because they needed they, because the art camera was huge. So they just stayed and rehearsed for their show. And then um, we actually did a, a school concert at Lowell High School. Oh, that's where my brother went. My that's where my brother went. Hi. Oh, that's <laughs> my grandmother. My grandmother went there back in the day. Uh, and uh, oh. again, Lowell High School, uh, you got to have some good grades to get in there. I couldn't get in there, but but they was performed there. And Nicholas Vies, who was the conductor of the Little Symphony, actually conducted that night. So that was really cool. So here I'm, I'm, I'm on this stool because the bass is like it's you know it's huge. Um, Pegs, Pegs not out. The only, only way I could reach it was to, was to sit on a stool. But uh, mm -hmm. that was cool. Um, and the symphony, I mean. That talk about you mentioned you mentioned the pressure of being on stage with people like Sarah Vaughn and whatnot, but to be on stage with a, with a symphony like that, that is 
incredible. Oh, by the way, Mike, I found if I think Nancy Dixon is listening right now. So Nancy was a principal dancer and more in the SF Ballet and also New York Ballet. And she, we grew up together in San Francisco and we're still in touch. And um, so I couldn't remember the name of that conductor because you asked me if it was Seiji Ozawa. Yeah. So I texted her before tonight. I said, who was that? I remember it was Dennis somebody. It was Dennis de Cocteau. Okay. And he was a lovely, lovely gentleman. So that's who it was. I got the answer to that mystery. So musically, <laughs> um, musically, you were very, very busy. Um, obviously, Amazon's and music stuff as well. So I'm going to read it as well. Um, music is an absolute drug. In the 60s and 70s, you wanted to be on that drug, not anything else, obviously. You were performing uh, on stages. And again, the acting thing. Uh, it just kind of happened. Tell me about that, because I mean, you've done, you've done a lot. Well, me? Oh no, it, it it didn't. I mean, so when I was in San Diego and I was doing the club thing and the jazz thing and all that, um, the my manager at the time, Michael McKetty's mom, Tony McKetty. Michael's a very um, esteemed theater director in in Los Angeles, Boston Court Theater. Um, his mom was the one who kind of found me at that talent show. And then she decided to be my manager and her husband, Mario McKetty had his own advertising company and he was producing some spots for the, uh, the small, uh, uh, fairground. Um, now I can't think of it. It's right near the catamaran. I can't, uh, Belmont park. And they had okay. like a roller coaster, you know, it was very oh, wow. kind of old schooly, fun fairground place and they needed somebody to do a bunch of different accents what did i know for this <laughs> or maybe i just said hey could i do these in different accents i don't remember michael might remember so that was my first ever voiceover i didn't know from voiceovers i i, I knew nothing and i did that and then i had that reel and they also made a reel of five of my tunes from the studio the with these amazing jazz musicians. So when I went to LA soon thereafter, I was armed with materials that were professional. Yeah. And this is for my students who are listening or anybody who's, you know, wants to do this, you know, and I want to share this with you, Mike and yeah. Emma. Sure. Um, Somebody just wrote me, I think, I don't know how they found me, but maybe maybe on Instagram through you, Emma, or something. Hey, they wrote me a, a, a private message. Uh, how long will it take me to make it? In, and I, it's my least favorite question ever. I don't get it very much anymore. Or what are the odds of my making it in voiceover? And it's like, I always have to kind of suck it up and say, you need to study, you yeah. need to train, you need to work, you need to do it because you love it, not because you want to be famous. You need to have, if you don't have money, uh, if your parents can support you, it takes money to take classes and make reels and all that stuff. Uh, so anybody who's listening right now, I hope I'm not dashing your hopes, but it t it's a long game, guys. It's a long game. Yeah, you, I think as a coach, too, you have a responsibility to inject some reality uh, as well. Again, I, I've got a background in radio. I fell into it many years later in life, but uh, I'm in it 
And I did weekends uh, for the local station here for a few years, um, many years, and produced shows. And I would get approached all the time. And I would, they, with, with this, and you probably got this. You know, I've been told I've got a good voice for radio. How do I get a, how do I get a radio show? And oh. you, you want to be cordial. You want to be encouraging. But you also want to inject that reality. Again, there are only so many role, so many voiceover roles, so many radio jobs, so many singing things, and it's um, you know you, something you got to work at. It is a lot of knocking on doors. It is a lot of networking. For me, the networking thing, especially in radio, was was, was instrumental. Just being involved, and in, you know. In, well, in, you're a good networker, Mike. Yeah, well, you, you're have, a good... you have to be. You have to. I be. know. And and, think... and that's a new thing now. It's... It didn't you. And social media, by the way, has just it's kind of been is a godsend. And you were quoted in an interview I read. Again, I research <laughs> that I'm scared. I'm that you, scared. That, but you, but but you've really you've really embraced social media. Well, I have, but I, I, I it can I I just came out of a period. It's exhausting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because Emma knows, and all my students know. You know, it's like I've like. I get this epithet. Oh, you're amazing. Oh, you're amazing. I mean, especially for my age and this and that. And it's a really big old burden to carry to, to, um, to own that yeah. description because it's like, you have to be wired. You're wired, Mike. You're all, you're all over the, you're all well, over it. And Emma as well. I mean, Emma, well, the, her mom. This, this social media stuff uh, during the release of the movie, it's like, it was like, it, it was amazing. You guys, posted some fantastic things i tried to share as much yeah. as i could my mom. but it's a big do it together and it's um, a it's a big thing back in the early days we didn't have that uh so yeah. again it's it's made things easier but the other side of the coin is it's it's a it's a constant thing you got to keep up on yeah. it yeah you know yeah and of course there's more competition because everybody feels they can just do it like oh i could do that they hear that oh i could do that or they don't understand what goes into it you know to make it look easy or sound easy yeah my thing with you bettina and again you you are amazing let me stop down just one second guys and remind (laughs) this is conversations (laughs) radio guys episode number 110 our guest is bettina devon and our co-host is the wonderful emma berman uh and uh, we are live obviously you're listening so you know this um my thing with you bettina is is you are juggling you're an actress you've done voiceover and you're also coaching where do you find the time to do all of this uh that's a really good specific question and i didn't know if i could bring this up in this particular episode okay i should have checked with you first but there isn't enough time and it takes its toll on you and um I, I am going to have to find a balance. I mean, my boy, my, my boyfriend, I've been, we've known each other since fourth grade. So we've been together a long time, but, and he's not in the business and he's very supportive and understanding, but you have to balance a relationship. I, I have a home. I have, we're doing remodeling. I have to take care of my health, which takes more and more as you get older. I like to support as many of my students as I can, you know, look, you guys know the drill. It's about, so that's one thing I love about social media. It's the golden rule. It's like supporting others, everybody. I love that part of it. That's the good part, but you're right. 
the time thing. You know, if you're you you have to draw some lines, and I'll tell you, Mike, I uh, I I haven't been good about it, and um, that's what that's what's happening right now. Well, I mean, the I, thing the thing is as well is is you you are liked and you're sought after. So everybody, everybody well, kind of wants a piece of you, and you're booking like crazy now. Well, yes, but I'm going <laughs> to say this right now, if you don't mind, because right. I think it's important that I be honest, because yeah. that's what I sell is honesty. I had to bow out of a, a film um, commitment just this week, and I hope that my friends, the producer and director, are listening now because I think they felt like I gave them the shaft, even though I gave them a lot of notice, because I wasn't feeling well yeah. because of of shouldering all this stuff. Yeah, and it it just it took its toll on me, and I had to say I can't, I right. can't yeah. be in front of a camera and be funny right now. Plus, it wouldn't serve your movie you know and i don't they might be angry at me right now but yeah. i want to say this to artists like this is hard you guys yeah. it's hard but, to know, keep up with everything and just like if you feel like you need to just back off and take a nap which i'm not good at no. <laughs> um maybe you need to do that because otherwise it's gonna mean you cancel out on something you said you were going to do and, and and you're an actress and you're and you're a professional and that's the most thing but you're also you're you're human so obviously you're within your rights and you're it's your call ultimately it's your call and emma as well i mean you had you've been very very busy these last few months you've been living out of a suitcase i mean you guys have been everywhere so can you <laughs> can you relate to that what she's saying about being tired and needing to take a break I mean, not even close to what Bettina does. I know that she, like, she does, like, before our classes, she does, like, so much research. She just, she does research. She has classes. She, like, I don't understand how she does this. She is such a hardworking, so, so determined person. It's crazy. I think my, like, what I'm doing, like, isn't even, the amount of stuff I'm doing isn't even comparable to Matina. Like, I have, I have recording sessions once a week, and then I have school, like a, a normal kid, and then I have some things that I do after school, and occasionally I get additions. I would say that, for me, I am, like, a really good balance right now, and I'm grateful for that, that I have found, like, this really good balance that works for me, and works for my time, and my health, and I am just, I'm so grateful for that. And then I know, I know that Bettina just like, she does everything all the time. I mean, she, you just posted on your Instagram that you got five new jobs right now. You do your social media stuff. You have, you have classes and you have to prepare for the classes. It's like crazy. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Do you, do you instill in your students, Bettina, that they need to have their time as well? Just to step back and say, relax. And if, if it comes up, I do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's and I, I had to say to myself when I, I agonized over bowing, bowing out of this particular project, because I, I mean, who doesn't want to have a chance to be in a feature film, you right. know, and I did. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't I can't do it. And I. I thought, what would you say to one of your students who's going through this? Yeah. And they feel so tired that they feel like they can't do a good job. 
I know what I would say. I would say, you you need to tell them that you don't feel well and you're not going to do a good job for them and it's not fair to them. And so that's what I told myself. And again, with COVID-19, the last going on two years now, the whole industry has been thrown into a whirlwind and things coming back. I think we just needed to find a way to, to do this because uh, obviously, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. And those first few months when studios opened back up and productions were going on, I mean, it was, it, we were just not, we were just not there yet. People were getting, getting sick. So there are a lot of considerations. Um, the work is slowly coming back. And I keep mentioning the voiceover thing as well, because voiceover really just kept going through all of this. Um, yeah. Thank it, God. It didn't stop. You know, she's got, Emma's got a, a, a fantastic studio there at the house. She's going to start running it out, by the way, to aspiring. <laughs> yeah. I'm coming up. We'll call it. <laughs> Please come, Bettina. <laughs> we'll call it uh, uh, Emma Berman Studios. That'll be good. Yeah. Or, or, or <laughs> Studio Emma, you know. Um, but again, uh, that you can do that um, now from your home, certainly during a situation like COVID. I mean, just yeah. totally chaotic. Um, it helps. Obviously, we don't want to have this happen again, certainly. But um, yeah, again, finding that balance. And I think um, with the whole COVID thing, it kind of threw everybody off balance because nobody was really sure what to do. Like I've got these things coming up that are all on camera, but, and I'm like, yes, I'm there. they're, They're asking for our dates and our availability. I have a thing I'm shooting at the end of the month that I'm pretty sure will happen. Um, but, uh, you know, like the ones in December, I have a web, uh, it's actually a TV show, I guess, on IMDb, it's listed as a TV show, ah. just reprising a role that I did in right before COVID, 2018 or 19, I forget, I think it was 2019, it's called Chosen Fam, and I mean, they asked about our availability, and I said, well, I want to do it, of course, but what do we know? What's going to happen in December? Yeah. So I mean I want to I want to do it and I know they're taking incredible precautions like I completely trust these kids they're all young people oh, they're yeah. amazing you again you've done uh, you you've basically been where Emma is now and you've done voiceover as well your voices man uh, you've done Disney Pixar stuff you've done stuff for NBC ABC Little Red Riding Hood Goldilocks you've done I mean all this stuff I mean voiceover as well you're well seasoned. How did you find that little red writing? Where did you find that? I I told you I do research. Oh my God, you are good, man. (laughs) (laughs) And and you also, I mean, the thing you were in Rent. My God, I was Adina's mom, Clueless mom. Adina, Adina, yeah, Menzel. Wow, outstanding. Emma, did you know this? She was that. I did know this. I haven't watched the movie, but I know that Bettina was in Rent. I, a lot of my friends love Rent. I'm like, my acting coach was in that. <laughs> <laughs> and Grease too. Now Grease, amazing. Well, I will admit I've never seen Grease too. No. I heard it was terrible, so I haven't seen it. <laughs> I I love that music. Uh, of course, Grease is the word. I mean, that song is so iconic. And I don't know if you, did you did you go see Jersey Boys? Have you seen it? I still haven't seen Jersey oh Boys, and I God. need to. Have you seen it, Emma? It is. Oh God, I, I know it's fantastic. We I have s- not, not seen it. We saw it in LA a few years, a couple years ago, and also the cruise ship that we took. We take a cruise 
we cruise a lot. We, we were till the COVID chaos kicked in, but we they did, did it on there. But we saw it, and it was like a rock show. I mean, it was so so good. Plus, it's our era, Mike. Yeah, yeah. And again, the uh, the whole storyline. I mean, Frankie Valley even had uh, some uh, real real issues. You know, with the family and whatnot. Like, did you call that a jukebox musical, like um, the ABBA, like um, Mamma Mia was it, a jukebox musical? Do you know of, what that means, Emma? Yeah. Uh, like these, I, I think I've heard the term. Well, I mean, it's when you take a body of work by a particular artist or group. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and then you make a story out of the songs. Ooh, you know, like you, you take their hits. I think they're doing that, or did they do that with the Bee Gees? I don't know. But you take a bunch of, they have like tons, and then you make a, a narrative out of it. Yeah. Wow. And Jersey Boys was like that. It was basically a story of how they got from point A to point B, and the money issues, and and the and losing his daughter, and it was it was very very dramatic, but it was it was yeah, it, it was good. I need to. See. Yeah. Plus, I love their music. I oh love yeah, their song. it was great. But again, um, I mean, you you've done this stuff. You've done so much. What at what point did you say, you know what? I'm going to start sharing my knowledge with with up and coming actors. When did you? Ooh, start that's going? a really good question. I um. When and did where I do you, start and, to, and where, where do you find the time to do that? Too. I actually think I had the thought when I was still in in L.A. Like I was much younger, and I got discouraged because. One of the first students who walked through my door was like puffing on a cig, and um, uh, and we were about to have a singing lesson. I thought, uh, I don't think this is gonna work. I mean, I said, you know, you can't. That's not really great if you want to be a singer. Um, so I got a little discouraged. But I really started teaching when I moved back up to Northern California. So, um, and kind of. Uh, uh, had to. Act, uh, this is an acting term. Had to act as if for my first quote unquote um, audition slash uh, teacher job. Okay. I I played the part of a successful teacher for this big school. I had no idea what I was doing. I was auditioning for the role of acting teacher. And I dressed the part, and I have this coat that's in every movie I've ever done. Everybody knows the coat, the coat. <laughs> it's in every commercial. I mean, I still have it. Okay. I still wear it. Um, and they, you know, I just pretended I had really a lot of experience teaching classes of 40 kids, which I had not. It was boot camp. It was good. Yeah. It was good for me. Well, and again, uh, it, it's it, there are a lot of people that are in your in your capacity that are you know working professionals, yet they do take time out to teach as well, uh, and um, I, I, that speaks volumes for me. I love that because it kind of it's it's given back, um, you know. And again, you are you're sought after up there in the Bay Area and all over the world, and and again, people pay for that. You're upfront about that, but uh, look at the return. My goodness. You know, well, it feels really good to help to help. I mean, and it's particularly lovely. I mean, obviously, Emma, uh, we've had this amazing, really unusual relationship uh, yeah. beyond just teacher student. And I adore her mother. And yeah. all the mentor is mentor, a good yeah. word. And, you know, Austin is like my son. Christina is like my daughter. 
I have another student who's about to pop in February that I can't even say what he's doing, but um, I adore, his name's Sean. He's going to be a big thing in February, but we can't talk about it as usual. Yeah. But but all my students, another one whose mom just wrote me, this girl, you might know her, Emma, but I can't say her name right now. Um, um, Think hard, had Emma. A call back. <laughs> I'll tell you privately. She had a call back for, um, uh, well, what is probably going to go to a Broadway show. They're starting out off Broadway, but it has a very big name comic who has written, it's about her life. And again, I can't mention the comic's name, okay. but, um, you know, it's a big name. And her mom is so adorable. She writes me every success this girl. She goes, they loved her at the callback. They had her do this, that, and the other thing. And I mean, that is so, people don't understand that coaches need this. Oh, yeah. It's like feed for horses. Like, I didn't hear this. Oh, sure. Now I give my insides. Absolutely. Yeah. I care. I care. And, Bettina's and, old, was always like following up after all of the additions or all of the recording sessions. How'd it go? Did they like Emma? Did she like it there? Did she do a good job? How was it? Oh, she's like, she know, follows up you know, all like, the time. It's so cute and sweet. What did they ask you to do? Well, how did they do, ask you to do that line? What did they yeah. do? adjustment to me it's fascinating i think you know? the uh the, the uh i love the i love the uh the, the epk emma's epk where you're in there with uh, enrico and he's feeding you lines while you're voicing you know? i do too and he's like he's like what are those stars you know you're you know saturno on your and, and again i mean it's you know it, it, again you had that even you you got a lot of help from everybody on this uh from bettina yeah. to the guy at the italian restaurant to um uh, Enrico himself, and I mean it's it's uh, it's phenomenal. And what's really cool again, I keep mentioning in San Francisco. You grew up in San Francisco. Emma grew up is growing up in San Francisco. I grew up in San Francisco. So there's that there's that common ground there. And and you and I, um, Bettina, especially, I mean, Playland at the Beach. I mean the Cliff House, which by the way now Laughing is Sal. Laughing Sal. Cliff House is coming back, Emma. Did you know that? Really. No, they, they closed. They really. It was the restaurant right on the cliff. Yeah, it was iconic. Well, and they, they closed. They really re remodeled it though, I and it wasn't the same. Oh. You know? Yeah, they're coming back though. The Mechanical Museum went to the, went to the Barcadero, and uh, remember that was downstairs. And then back in the day, back in our day, back in our day, the classy restaurant <laughs> was downstairs, and upstairs was the omelet place. They had like a hundred yeah. omelets. Remember that? Um, and that's where you went. I mean, well, how was Laughing Sal? Was she Laughing Sal was at Playland, and then so she was like this mechanical. Ah, 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 you, know, you know who that is, Emma? Laughing Sal. Oh my God, she was so scary, Emma. Do you know Emma? If, have you been, have you been, have you been to the Mechanical Museum, Emma? In the Embarcadero? I have not. Okay, so oh. when you get a chance after the show. Look up Laughing Sal on, okay. on Google. And yeah. the, there, there, there were there were many Laughing Sal's. They were made by a company back east somewhere. So there were there were many of them. But yeah, like I mean, that terrified me as a kid at Playland. Because it was, it, was, it, was, it was behind that that glass building. The wind, and of course, it's, it's San Francisco. It's really foggy. That window would fog <laughs> up. And there she's laughing. And it was terrifying. 
It was, it was absolutely terrifying. And oh then that being said, the, the, the slides were fun. The diving bell was the diving bell was there for years, actually. Again, before your time, Emma. Um, okay, Mike, just need to come back up here. I can I know. tell you yeah, are I know. Again, you it's are always joking. it's always amazing. Um, but um so but but my point is 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 we've done this and now Emma's like we've passed the torch and now it's her time to grow up in San Francisco in the Bay Area. And it's very, very different. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Tina, you, Tina, you turned out very well. You didn't, you know, you, you know, I doubt you even own a even own a tie dye shirt. <laughs> I was wearing a tie dye shirt. Today. Were you really? All right. I literally was. I was debating whether or not to wear it. I should have worn it. <laughs> I, I I grew up in San Francisco, and uh, like I said, in the sixties and seventies, I saw a lot. And I could uh, imagine how cool the fashion was just like oh, over the great. decades. I mean, especially in San when, Francisco, when they, I know there's like the iconic seventies and eighties yeah. and nineties looks and stuff. I could just imagine how cool it was well, to like be living in San Francisco during those times. Yeah. When they so, were, when they were clothes, it was, yeah. Uh, yeah when they there. were clothes. So Emma, you've met my boyfriend, Adam. So yeah. his mom was, um, had a shop on union street called Mayfair and she was, solely responsible seriously this is not an overstatement for bringing the whole mary quant um what what would you call that mike uh, the whole fashion from the 60s with the white courage boots oh, sure. and the white lipstick and the big you know the the mask like um uh jean shrimpton the, all those yeah, models yeah. she had a store and her and uh everybody was like oh that's never gonna fly oh my god they they could not keep the clothes in stock. They brought the whole British invasion fashion thing to wow. San Francisco to Union Street. Yeah, yeah. She many, was a visionary. Many movies and TV shows about San Francisco because it's that iconic. And again, you were there for a while, Emma. You were there for a while, so you know what it's like to go to go shopping at Macy's and and go to the go to Emporium Capwells. For us, it was Woolworths. Woolworths was great. Woolworths uh, on Powell. Powell and Market had the little had the uh, the little cafe down downstairs where you get the hot dog and just, you know and, and good stuff and Zim's Zim's was great. and Zim's you mentioned by the way one of my friends that I grew up with in San Francisco just texted me she's obviously tuning in she said <laughs> the, the Twiggy look it was yeah, exactly. Twiggy did you ever see Twiggy Emma the very very oh my God. Very, very thin, um, naturally Israel. thin. Yeah. But she had like these big eyes. She was all eyes, like no body. Beautiful. I will have to look her up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She, was, of, she set the count. You so. got a lot of homework tonight. Fun <laughs> 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 homework, though. But, uh, Fun. Yeah, it, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. And again, the arts, and, I, and I'm, I'm grateful for growing up in that time, in that city. It, it's amazing. Yeah. And, and, and only now, recently, though, I would look back and say, you know what? It was pretty damn cool. You know, not to mention, <laughs> not to mention, my mom worked for KGO, so it was a lot of hanging out at Channel Seven on Golden Gate Avenue, meeting Gypsy Rose Lee and Tennessee Ernie Ford, oh my goodness. and Jim Lang and Jim Dunbar and all those guys. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, wow. these are all old voiceover stalwart uh, names, Emma, that were like the foundation of the. I've heard of lots of yeah. the news. Yeah. Well, business Jim, in San Francisco, and they were all. I, well, it used to be down by the Embarcadero, but I yeah, mean, they so, were all still there. Like, yeah, big old. This was back. They were Golden Gate and mm -hmm. Hyde. Um, Jim Dunbar, of course, there in the morning shows. Um, uh, Jerry Jensen, 
remember him. He was a news guy on the evening news as well. Yeah. Uh, good yeah. friend, good friend of mine. He passed away many years ago uh, from cancer. Unfortunately, God rest his soul. Um, but Jim Lang just passed away not too long ago as well. And Jim Lang had a show called Oh My Word, which yes. was on yeah. And you can actually find clips of that on YouTube, which is really cool. But he would he would uh, also host the dating, the dating game. So he would he would come to San Francisco and and tape um, the um, the Oh My Word. And then fly back down to L.A. and do the dating game uh, the rest of the week. Oh, so, my God. Back the dating and forth, you know. So bring back. Yeah. But San Francisco, was, it was a hub. It was a hub for entertainment. And it, and it, and it's it's a hub for you, Emma, because uh, you're in the middle of all this. Now, again, you're in, you're in you're a little bit you're by Sacramento now. But you're still very yeah. close to the Bay Area. Um, still am. part of that. And um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that you got a chance to experience San Francisco as well. Because it is... I got, tired, so I got tired. I got tired of the up there. I got tired of the fog. That's why I came down here. So, actually, <laughs> um, us too. Yeah. We got so tired so. of the fog because it was really cool. My room had like this this ginormous window. It was like what the whole entire wall of my room was pretty much like this big glass window, and all we ever saw was fog. We saw nothing. It was just white clouds. It was like occasionally, maybe once in a blue moon, I could actually see the house that was right next to us outside of my window. And we are gonna yeah. we are gonna wind down because we've we're, we're totally gone over. It's maybe this maybe this may be a part. This may be a part too. But again, circa 1960s, Bettina, you know this oh so well. Being in San Francisco on a, a drizzly, foggy night, riding the cable car, atop of the hill, looking, seeing the bay in the distance. Fog rolling across, hearing the foghorns—it's amazing. There's it's no other magical. place. It's magical. Nothing else and like the cable it. cars are back now, too. Yes. By the way, They're thank God. Emma's never mm. ridden one. I've never been on. People ask me all the time, "Oh my God, did you like? Did you live in an apartment? Did you have like one of those old Victorian homes? Did you go on a cable car?" Uh, no, I didn't do any of that. Okay, so Emma, next time you and your mom come down, um, if we can meet in the city, we'll definitely do the cable car, and we should go have yeah. dinner in um North cool. Beach. Yeah, like North Beach or something. You like love North Beach? It's a lot of Italian stuff. We should do that. Let's do that. You love that. Yeah, it's and it's Mike, amazing. when you come up, well, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll drink or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, no drinking for you, Emma. <laughs> but uh, this has been a hoot. Um, yeah, Bettina, Bettina Devon, actress, uh, uh, voiceover artist, singer. I know you can dance. I just know that. Most importantly, a mentor and a gentle soul who really has dedicated a, a good part of, uh, I'll say 40 because that sounds younger than 50, but you said 50 years. Uh, and, and no, 50 in the business, in the not business, 50 yeah. teaching. Yeah. And you just immerse yourself in this, and you've 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 done a phenomenal job with all your students, especially Emma. Emma, did you have any last questions you wanted to ask, Bettina? I don't know if I had any questions, but it was so good to see both of you again. Oh, yes, this was fun. Thank you for putting it together, Mike. It was really yes, fun. You're welcome, so much, Mike. Bettina Devon. I thank you. Don't go away just yet, Emma Berman. We're not done with you. You've got a lot going on. You can't talk about as well. Again, uh, a great job co-hosting, and uh, and as soon as I get a budget, I'll put you on the payroll. Uh, we'll do yeah. that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but just so you know, Emma, um, as the co-host, you have all the the uh, perks that the host has. So if you ever want to come on and bring somebody on with you, let me know. We'll make that happen for you. Nice. Right? Cool. You're Thank very you. Good at that. 
And uh, we'll look for your project that you can't talk about. He's got to kill us. True. So we'll look for that. But again, uh, <laughs> they can find me. You think it's killing you? Yeah. You, you <laughs> can you can find Emma Berman, of course, on Disney Pixar's Luca. Julia. My name is Julia. That is her name, Julia. Also, go, go, Corey Carson as the wonderful Winifred Wings. And you've done stuff for Leapfrog and, and all kinds of stuff. Busy, busy actress. Um, Bettina, uh, Bettina Devon and Emma Berman, I thank you. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. Guys, fun. this is a wrap. What a great show. I am I'm stoked. This has been wonderful. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram at Conversations Radio. This is Conversations Radio. So long. Mm-hmm.